right. Hello, everybody. Welcome back in to uh, GHJ. That's <laughs> I'm trying to, is that, did, did that work, guys? We're, no, we're abbreviating uh, it now. Man, I thought it, it could sound cool. No, yeah. not working. All right, guys. Well, then no, welcome in. I think in. it sounds worse. We'll do that again. <laughs> All right, I'll never do that again. All right, guys. Welcome in to God Hates Jags, uh, your favorite Jags podcast. We're hitting it live a couple of weeks away from real football. And this is our sixth episode, but it's going to be our best episode because we have a true guest with us today. Guys, we're bringing in J.P. Shadrick. Are y'all excited for that? Hells yeah. Can't wait. <laughs> uh, I've been like tweeting back and forth with him a little bit. He seems pretty excited. So we'll see if he's down to have some shenanigans with us. So I guess really, you know, I don't want to undersell it too much. So let's just, you know, let's get J.P. on, guys. You guys ready for it? I think I am, yeah. Let, right. Let's shoot the shit with Shadrick. Let's shoot the shit with Shadrick. That can just be the uh, yeah, the the title for the entire segment with him. So we're gonna shoot the shit with Shadrick. We're gonna bring him on now. So uh, enjoy, everybody. Yeah, hi guys. Uh, we uh, we are a legitimate podcast now. We have our first uh, guest here. We have Mr. JP shadrick jp how you doing tonight i'm doing great good to good to visit with you guys training camps in full heat but we've got a day off on wednesday so this is being recorded on tuesday night so we've got a little extra time and it's 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 good to sit down with you guys thanks for asking me to do it i'm glad to do it and the, the name Thank you. the name drew me in <laughs> yes. god hates jaguars it's it's I not mean, it's a it's aggressive it's it aggressive is, is what it is but it catches the eye, and I hope it catches the ear as well. Yeah, we were hoping the line. Yeah, we were hoping it's not you know too offensive. We want to bring in some viewers, but you know I feel like if you're gonna be a fan of the Jags after all these years of especially all these years of losing, like that's a special kind of dedication. So you know we wanted a, a podcast and a podcast name to kind of reflect that the the pain we've gone through all these years. Yeah, well, but, it's not the only team, right? I mean, think of the Browns. What do the Browns podcasts have titles? I don't even want to – oh, those just sound sad right. and pathetic. You know, I mean, they lost the team, got it back, and they still haven't won. Yeah, we – at least we have 25 solid years of being in Jacksonville. And thanks to COVID, we're even in Jacksonville more. So the right. one bright spot, right. we get all eight games. So that's kind of nice. Uh, but, yeah, but for everyone listening, if – you happen if for some reason you have no idea who JP Shadrick is. I don't know how that's possible, but You're not uh, alone. Yeah, he is our Jags senior reporter and our radio digital host. So basically, if you're on the Jags website and watching some of the official content that's produced way better than ours, uh, he's the one that's probably going to be on those things. So JP's got a good, you know, head inside the building. He's around everybody. He gets to hang out with John Osher all the time which sounds like just, oh, his eyes went big. Oh, how's, just, <laughs> how's Johnny O in real? Is, is John cool? Oh, is <laughs> outstanding. Uh, what a trip, man, because that guy's been here. He's from Jacksonville. He grew up here. Yeah, he wrote and the book. He wrote the I mean, right. And he started covering the team when they got the franchise. He came off the Florida Gators beat, joined the Jags beat with Pete Prisco. So he's literally been covering the team since day one with a little stint in Indianapolis away. He got back here in 2011. I came back in 2012 and joined the Jags to work alongside him. And, you know, it's fun every day because he has some institutional knowledge around here, not just to the Jags, but 
of the city and the marketplace. And um, I love working with him, man. He's he, sometimes you don't know what's going to come out of his mouth. Yeah. It's it, but in a good way, because he's always witty. He always has some thought behind what he's saying or what he's writing. And I like that. Yeah. I would definitely say, you know, sometimes for sure. Various... He, he, he feels our pain as Jags fans. Yeah. He's been he, through he, the worst. Yeah. Yeah. He, he knows what's up. How did you uh, uh, end up in Jacksonville? I guess is the question. Well, originally, well, I started, I was in minor league baseball as a baseball announcer for about nine years, uh, right out of college, right? I went to Alabama and worked my way up to the minor leagues. And I first got here in 2006 when I worked for the Suns. And I was the Suns announcer for five baseball seasons, including two Southern League championships. Uh, I had nothing to do with those, uh, but <laughs> I just called the games and did PR for the team. And then I moved away to Oklahoma City in 2011 to go to AAA. I was trying to move up the, the ladder in the minor leagues. And, and then uh, about a year and two months later, I got an offer to come back from the Jaguars as a PR representative. Basically, um, I had some design background that I kind of taught myself, honestly, doing PR. Nice. And they were, uh, Mr. Connor just bought the team and they were expanding the PR department. Do you want to design all of our, you know, the, the game day program and the, the media oh. guide and do all that kind of stuff? So I took a PR job with the Jags. And then a year later, it turned back into, hey, we're going to move you back to broadcasting and doing pre and post and do this digital media video thing that we don't really know what it is yet, but we'll yeah. put your ugly face on it. So that's how I got <laughs> back. But to answer your question, I got here originally in 06. I was here for five years. So I knew the city very well, obviously when I came back in 2012. Did they have a, what's his name? John Carlos Stanton on the Suns when you were there. I had both seasons of then Mike Stanton was what yeah, we knew him as. That. So that was 2009 and 10. So he came here in the second half of 2009 as a 19-year-old, and he looked like a tight end. I mean, because basically he was and was going to – had a chance to play college football and decided not to. And um, then the first part – he struck out a bunch that year. You know, he just got to double A. Pitching's a little different here. So he's swinging a bunch, which he still does sometimes. <laughs> but then the first part of 2010, the first half, he's hitting like 315 – and he's hitting a bunch of home runs, and, and he's much improved in the outfield. And then he hit a home run, and I forget exactly the date of it. It had to be – it was first half of the season, but close to the midway point. We were in Montgomery at, at Riverwalk Stadium was the name of that place, playing the Biscuits. And he hit a ball over the scoreboard in left center. And the, the, the outfield wall is 16 feet high. And then there's a railing, which is in play. It's really weird. A walkway behind that, so you can walk all the way around the ballpark. And then about a 50-foot-tall scoreboard on top of that. He hit it over this thing, over the B logo, past the train tracks beyond that, into the woods. And the next day, he was called up. I mean, there was nothing else for him to prove oh, in AA. The guy was incredible. So I had both seasons of him. And I, some of the balls you see for the Yankees now – I mean, they're, they're big, don't get me wrong, but he hit so many of those on nearly a daily basis in the Southern League, and it was just incredible. I've never seen anything like it. Well, damn. They made the right choice considering what he signed for a quarter of a billion, right? <laughs> well, I mean, they, you know, the, the Marlins gave him that contract, and they ended up getting rid of it and, and traded him to the Yankees. So, And who would have thought when they got Stanton that 
oh, there's another one coming. Aaron Judge is just like another Stanton. I, I never would have thought I'd have seen another guy like him again, but you know, Judge might be a little bit better, actually. Stay Somebody home. on the Suns got a quarter. I'm not a huge base. I, most of my you know, Suns jumbo shrimp knowledge is Thursday Thursdays. So I'm not the biggest of knowledge. So somebody from the Suns got a quarter of a of a million. Wait, quarter of a million or a billion? Billion. Oh, okay, okay. I thought we were talking about Mahomes money for a second. Well, I know I, those baseballs get those baseball guys get paid sometimes. I know. So. Don't forget oh, about yeah. Clayton Kershaw either. He's got some money coming in. It's not like he's going broke anytime soon. I had both of his seasons here too. So that's two guys back to back years basically with Stanton or uh, Kershaw first and then Stanton. Nice. That's a lot of money for those guys. To, it, was fun, it was fun to cover them. Yeah, a lot better than some of the alternative players I can imagine. Uh, what did you think about when they switched to Jumbo Shrimp? Were you a fan of that? <laughs> you know, I kind of dug it because you have to make a splash, right? It, it worked. It, if you're a minor league organization, I know this is a Jaguars podcast. We're going to get yeah, we're, we'll get back to that in just a we'll second. We'll get back to the Jags. There's plenty of season plenty ahead. Of time. But if you're a minor league organization and you've been the same name for X number of years, you've just bought the team from the Bregan family, uh, how many more Suns hats can you sell? Yeah. It's more about the marketing and the merchandising and the name recognition around baseball and that's what they did and they've done a great job of it i don't i obviously don't know what they've made in terms of merchandise but i know they sell a bunch of hats oh yeah i definitely yeah i see more shrimp hats around town now than i think i did see sun's hats back in the day but i think the sun's had a better theme song i will say that it was yeah baseball has definitely been hotter you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know how many times man, I've heard hot. that song? <laughs> it's burned Every into my memory. day for five years. It was still, the opening to the radio broadcast. It's so good. It's got a it's still so not good. the greatest Jacksonville based team. That would be the Lizard Kings from when oh, I was yeah. years old. That was before but, your time, JP. Well, <laughs> the minor <laughs> minor league hockey team. Yeah. East Coast Lizard. Hockey League, right? Yeah. 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 For the X Men. All right. So, uh, JP, I, you know, I try to watch most I, as much as I can when I'm at work. Uh, so it looks like you guys on the Jags network are still doing a lot of it at home. Uh, so you're, you know, recording. Is that accurate, right? Yeah, I have not been into the office at TIAA Bank Field since March 19th. Oh, man. Think about that. Wow. So I go, I go to practice. Yeah, but so no. I have to. I have to park where all the media park on the other side, right by the expressway. There's a, a parking lot. And then there's a, they give you your scan, your temperature, you know, and then you give you a wristband and you walk in. You only stay certain areas of the practice field. You stay far away as, you know, from the players. Um, and then I get back in the car and I come home. That's huh. it. So all wow. the shows are here. They've, we've had this setup that I'm on right now. That I was fortunate to have for some college football side work that I do. And we've made that work over the summer, but now we've, added like a an ipad camera with a tvu television unit so all the shows are done in my spare bedroom now with a better set behind me so i've got two different dueling studios at the house which is uh, cool. you look professional in two studios that's pretty good yeah i fooled fooled you i guess <laughs> What's your uh, what's your normal accessibility say during all the previous seasons during the game are you sideline or do you hit from the, the press box 
talking about on game day. So yeah, um, so game day we we have the pregame, the, the Publix tailgate show at ten o'clock, and right. then comes to kick off at noon on the Jaguars radio network, where we visit with head coach Doug Marone, Fred Taylor, and all the rest. Anyway, so I, I do that from the studio in our office normally. And okay. I usually stay in there during the game. I watch the game on a television screen, home, road, whatever, with Mike Dempsey sitting there with me. So we'll watch the game. I'll do score updates of other games, usually every other commercial break. And at the end of the quarter, I'll do the, the, the entire league update. Uh, we do the halftime show there. So I'm in the studio sure. during the game. And then post-game show, I'm right there. We just get back on set and then we go. Okay. We're actually, as of this recording, we're still trying to figure out how we're going to execute that this year. Um, I was going to ask you if that's going <laughs> to throw know. a wrench in your routine at all, but it seems oh, to be yeah. you're still going to be a little remote anyways. Yeah, I, you know, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're yeah, maybe, yeah, it's coming in hot. So I think there's some conversations coming in the next week ahead of, of who's going to be where. And you know, the, the real problem is you can't have, at least the rule, at least in our office, you can't have more than one person in a room without everybody wearing a mask. So I'm, I can't wear a mask on the air. Um, oh, I guess I could. Yeah, that's what it would sound like. So I think that's, that's the one thing. If I were there, it would help a little bit logistically, but sure. uh, we're making other things work too, so I'm sure we'll find a way. I fully believe in you guys. And for the record, when I'm at the games, I also watch the games on, on the TV screen uh, they just happen to be the, the gigantic scoreboards because I found I truly don't look at the screen at the uh, at the field anymore. It's it's just so much more better to look at the screen. It's amazing. I mean, how can you? You've got this giant yeah. shiny object right in front of you. <laughs> so I am a big fan of that. Pass my thanks along to the cons on that one. I will. Yes. All right, guys. Uh, JP, you're you're our inside scoop man for today. Uh, you want to talk some some training camp? Let's do it. We got some questions here for you. I might have answers. All right, you. I tried to reach yeah. out. I, I've reached out to Tad Dickman to see if I could get like a one day access on the field. You know, in my own little social distance box, so I can like have some exclusive, you know, write ups for our podcast. He hasn't responded back to me. So oh, unbelievable! I know. I'm sure he's really busy. But until I can get on the field to watch a practice, uh, you're all like, you're all we got, JP. So. A little bit about what's well, going I'm on. Sorry to disappoint you, but As, <laughs> I'm sure we'll you make got it. some good scoops. Uh, I want to start back. off. Maybe. I want to ask you some rapid fire rookie questions. Are you ready, JP? Okay. This is kind of like. I, I'll, well, am I ready? Well, I haven't met them in person, but I'll try. Yeah. Have you? Do you like? Do you know them? You got it. You at least got the names right. Yes, I do know of All right. All right. Thank you. I'm sure. If I, go to, I, did, if I, I did cover the draft. I was there all three days in my bedroom, yes. If I go too fast, just let me – just tell me to slow down. All right. Rapid fire rookie question number one, JP, in your opinion, uh, does Chason beat Josh Allen's rookie sack record this year? Josh Allen had ten no. and a half sacks. You say no? What do you think? What's your prediction? <laughs> For Chase on, I think it's somewhere in the ballpark of, I'll say, six and a half, seven. Yeah, that's exactly there. what I, mean, I was thinking. I think it's a matter of how they use him, and I don't know. Uh, they have a good idea of how they're going to use him, but they're not going to show all their cards, at least while we're out there at training camp. And, you know, and he hasn't been on the field a lot at training camp so far. He's had a little hamstring issue, and he's 
trying to fight his way back. And he's been back on the field the last few days, but I still think he's fighting through it. I think they're, they have some plans for him. Let's, let's put it that way. But I don't think he'll make the immediate impact that Allen did because nobody in Jaguars history made uh, the immediate yeah. impact that Josh Allen did. That's a tough, uh, that's a tough act to follow. So I would say six and a half, seven for Chase. And that's a really good. Oh yeah. Season. Oh yeah. yeah. And like Josh Allen's was even more remarkable because he was playing on like a limited snap count behind Clayson and Jan. So I guess, and they're running the ball all over him. Oh yeah, too. that was that was the most depressed I've been. Those couple yeah. with like three weeks in a row, that was just horrible. You should have uh, heard the post game radio call. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Me listening to that is very uh, based on if we won or lost. If we win, like I want to hear it all. But if we lost, I cannot hear the people on the radio because it just sounds miserable. I'm, I know a lot of them are probably regulars and. You know, you guys might recognize some of their voices, but I can't listen to it after a loss. Oh, it's just, we can it's hear it much. in your voice, JP. We can hear it <laughs> post-game. We know. I feel like Fraser Crane. I'm listening. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you guys are too young. For, we're all too young for that, I think. But. We I are. Think, is he coming back? They're, they might give him a reboot show. They've been rebooting. Oh, jeez. We got uh, now. Every show is available for everyone, you know? You can that's right. single one these days. On demand. It's everywhere. <laughs> I downloaded, quick side, I downloaded an app that lets me know, because there's so many streaming things now, uh, I downloaded an app that tells me, like, what movie is on what streaming thing, and I wanted to watch Little Giants, and it said it was on HBO Max, and then I went to HBO Max, and it wasn't there, and I was very misled, because I was very excited to watch some Little Giants. The most important question is, why did you want to watch Little Giants? Icebox. Yeah, Icebox. Uh, I feel like I was I was telling Molly about it or something, and I just you know I want oh no I know what it was Teddy Bridgewater tweeted about something about the uh, the play the annexation of Puerto Rico play he tweeted about it so I was like oh man <laughs> now I want to watch me some little giants but anyways all right uh, rapid fire rookie question number two Mr JP does Ben Barch crack the starting lineup this year. This year? This year. It could be a lot of reasons. So it could you be know? in December. Is yeah, and, you know, different reasons people I get think, put in the Okay, starting. I'll say yes, and because it's a 16-game schedule, and maybe somebody goes down. He's on the roster. There's no doubt about that. He's your swing guard, kind of interior guy. Him and Shatley are, are that, I think, for this team. So I think at some point – he could start a game, whether that's a, a one-off or a series of games due to injury. Don't want the injuries, of course, but um, it's a yes or no question. So with all the games <laughs> out there on the schedule, I'll say yes, just because of the odds. And speaking of, I, you know, nothing against Tyra Shatley, but one day I am hoping that Ben Barch gets to take over that number 69 from him. Cause that well, seems I'll, like a good Ben Barch number. Well, I will say <laughs> it's funny seeing, um, you know, Shadley's been around here for a long time. Forever, yeah, yeah. Forever. And, and he's been a good soldier, right? I mean, he's, he's never really had a, a regular starting gig, and he's always been the backup center and guard, and he's had a few moments where he's had to go in and play a few games in a row. But he's done his job, and he's done it well for what they want, right? And they think Barch can be that next guard I think for the football team I think they're trying to get him some snaps at center too just to give him a little more well-rounded but Barch is a large human being now he's not like he's you know a little skinny guy that they put a bunch of weight on like everybody would have you say on the on the videos that you saw with the smoothies and all that crap the guy <laughs> is broad I mean he's got 
broad shoulders. He's a large guy anyway. They just filled him out at St. John's. So once he gets a little time, I think, in the NFL weight room here, I think that'll do him some good. But they really like what he's done so far. He's had some moments early in camp where he's looked uh, pretty good, especially even against guys like Jernigan, a guy who's been in the league. He's had some good one-on-one matchups in camp. So I think they're happy about him. But I, I think to crack the starting lineup opening day, I don't think so because they have guys they really can lean on there. Gotcha. Uh, I mean, yeah, technically he, he could start any game during the season. That might be during week 17 when we're resting our starters for the playoffs. See, so, see? so it's a yes. That's an yeah. optimistic viewpoint, Patrick. I'm uh, trying. Uh, just so you're aware, we, uh, we tried Ben Barch's smoothie, all three of us, and it was disgusting. Yeah, yeah it was really bad. <laughs> what did you expect? Oh, yeah. It was – we made it for our first episode. Hoping, pie? Yeah, like, what was, I like <laughs> all of the ingredients separately, I think. Of course it tastes <laughs> terrible. Did you see it on TV? Yes. I feel like if it wasn't red Gatorade, because red Gatorade is like the most black Gatorade flavor. It was flavor. the grits. The grits. <laughs> it could have been the grits for the peanut butter. <laughs> the grits brought it – the we were hoping it would go viral and our, our podcast would blow up, but it, it didn't really. But feel free, to, feel free to scroll through the, the Twitter timeline and watch it, JP. There's a I'll, whole two-minute video. So. I'll get right on that. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Right after this ends. All right, I got two left. Uh, rapid, wire, rapid fire rookie question number three. Who's going to have more touchdowns this year, Chenault or Colin Johnson? I think Chenault is a guy that, is going to be around here for a long time. And, uh, you know, we haven't seen – I don't think we've seen him fully open it up yet in camp, right? He he walks out. The first time he walks by you, and I said this on a show I think last week, first time I was out at camp, he walks by you. And I'm 6'3", right? You know, I'm far from an athlete. <laughs> but I have a little height, right? He walks by, he's 6'1". Okay, cool. 227". And it is – he is absolutely built. It's not like it's a little baby fat here or, I mean, big legs, big backside. Just the core is, is rock solid. This guy – and he can catch everything it looked like so far in camp. So, you know, they, I think they'll give him the basic stuff first. Hey, run the slot, do your thing here. And then as they move along, I think he has the ability, as he did at Colorado, to line up outside, line up in the slot. Hey, let's move to the backfield, do some different things with you. But at least early, kind of get him working in. And from what I've seen so far, I think he's a big part of this offense this year. Now, Colin Johnson is a different cat altogether. He's like 6'6". Oh, yeah. Um, He doesn't have that explosion that that Chenault does just because he's not – that he's not built that way i mean he's six six and wiry you know so it's not like he's in and out of breaks like chanel is so far um but you throw it up in the corner of the end zone from the 15 going in and okay you have an advantage yeah i just want colin johnson and tyler eifert going into opposite ends of the end zone (laughs) multiple times a game no doubt so but but to answer your question i think it's chanel because i think he'll have uh those breakaway he has the ability to break a tackle and then go 40 more yards and, and score on you um, where it should have been a 10 yard gain. It's a 50 yard touchdown. So I think that's why he gets a lot of that done this year. Yeah. Very excited. I would think the, the Jaguars would also hope that Chenault has the higher production based on where we, where we took them. But I mean, 
you know, having the depth of the wide receiver with Johnson is, is ideal as well. But. I think they'll take production anywhere they can get it. But, yes, sure. I, I, yeah, I know your point. That makes a lot of sense because they did spend some draft equity on this guy. So, and, and if he would have come out the year before, everybody uh, says he'd have been a first-round pick. Yeah, I, kinda, really. I tend to believe it because yeah. his, he's pretty good. Yeah, his 2018 cool. tape was insane. Pretty much my question was like, Chenault versus six foot six. Yeah. That was basically what I know, the I know what you meant. Yeah, is it a red zone threat in the <laughs> yeah. corner or is it Chenault? But to, I think it's more of the, the way that I, we haven't really seen what they're going to play like. But I, what I've seen so far in camp, I think Chenault has that ability to catch it over the middle, break a tackle from some safety, and then go 40 yards. So I'm going Chenault. Do you oh, yeah. think they're going to keep six receivers? And if so, who are the, who's, who's the odd man out? It's a great question. Uh, they've got uh, what is today? Tuesday. They've got uh, off on Wednesday. Thirty first. Right? Yeah. So, so six days. Yeah. Um, it's a great question. Let me pull out the roster real quick. Mm-hmm. While we're sitting here. Let's cut. Well, we don't want to cut the team. That's a little rude. Um, <laughs> here's here's my six today. If you're asking me, uh, DJ Chark might make the team. I'll take him. <laughs> it's a possible. Lavisca Chenault. Um, give me D.D. Westbrook. It's three. He's got to get a shoulder right, but he's going to be fine. Chris Conley, it's four. Uh, you know, Keelan Cole, I think, has had a good week the last few days over the weekend. And so that's five for me. And then Colin Johnson's a draft pick. So I think it, that's that, – there's your six right there, in my opinion, just sitting here looking at it today. Now, that could change in the next week. I mean, depending on how some of the other guys down the list do on special teams, but – you know, as of right now, you got a bunch of dudes that you've drafted or brought in here that you want to keep around here. So I think those yeah. are my six today. My LG, we had, what's that? I'm sorry. We, we had touched on our previous episode when we were talking about our wide receivers, how each one of them, including Keelan Cole, does bring something different to the table that they all kind of have their own skill set, it looks like, and well, the good from thing, what we've seen. And the good thing, too, is that they've expanded the practice squad, right? So it's 16 on the practice squad this year. Now the trick is getting them to the practice squad. If you happen to like them, um, you know, there's not going to be tape this year for other teams to watch of your rookies or undrafted guys. So maybe it's a little easier to get somebody to the practice squad that might've been claimed off waivers after the final roster cut. So you have the ability to keep a couple extra guys over there and, you know, as the season goes along, injuries and all that happen, you can just call somebody up. So, I, I, you know, I say six, right? And then they might decide, hey, we can sneak this guy over the practice squad, save a roster spot here uh, for another position at the moment. And as the season goes on, kind of shift some guys back and forth. That, that could be in the thought process too. Sure. My big hot – I like hot takes. My big hot take for the wide receiver room, D.D. Westbrook is going to be traded. That's my – so I think what, what are, we, are we playing Madden now? What is going <laughs> yeah, on? Right. Here? Where why, is it? Why, where why and why happen? and how? Who's going to trade for him? Uh, the 49ers have like one wide receiver healthy on their team right now. Just throwing that out there. It just seems at this point, for just a minute on Didi, like Didi's had enough years of kind of like he's going to break out and he's going to have a big year, and it never really seems to happen. And between Cole and Chenault, I feel like they both do everything that DD was going to do, especially like being in the slot and all that. He almost seems redundant at this point. Um, oh, we have 10 minutes. Yeah, we don't have the, uh, the upgrade one, so we got to – It's okay. Hey, we're we Boba. Just 
We can start another one. If you That's want. exactly what yeah. we do, JP. I'm glad, I'm glad you're on the same level with us. That's a professional right there. Yeah. So uh, he knows ins and outs. I'm not going to We'll just start another one. When this pod makes money, then we'll talk about it. Until then, you know. But uh, yeah, so that's my, I mean, probably not. I, I think he would get traded like 20%. But I think if there were to be a wider receiver that gets moved on or something. Well, we're not going to get or, anything for him. Or if they just only, or, or if they only want to keep definitive. five receivers. Two minutes ago, you said they're going to trade DD and they're going to trade him to the 49ers. Hot and take. now you're like, oh, it's 20%. Well, so it's, what is it? It's both. My hot take is that he's getting traded. My like normal guy, realistic approach is, you know, if there were to be somebody. Hey, uh, just meet me in the middle here, guys. Meet, meet me in the middle. Hot takes. Sean doesn't stand behind his hot <laughs> takes. I don't Multiple. stand behind, I don't Multiple stand behind takes any of my hot takes. on the same topic. Multiple takes <laughs> on the same topic. Hot takes. Uh, that means later, later on I can just edit it to be right. So <laughs> That's true. Yeah, yeah you're right. I played never the happened. whole field. I played the this whole never happened. field. All right, guys. All right, bring it back to me. Bring it uh, JP, I got one last rapid-fire rookie question for you. Uh, not been at all. <laughs> what? I'm just saying it has not been rapid fire at all. Like, yeah, I, I feel like most of our podcast is thinking we're gonna go get through something really quickly, and then that never happens. Well, why know, are we in such a hurry, though? Like, uh, what do you guys got something to do? No, uh, I got absolutely not. Yeah, me <laughs> not tonight. Why right. not? <laughs> oh yeah well uh hbo max they you, you can't watch it live i don't think i have to wait an hour so then it doesn't come on till 11 which i don't know i could stay up but i'll just this watch is it tomorrow off on another tangent by the way <laughs> all, right. all right we're not talking hard knocks i'm not talking jalen ramsey right now we got hot uh, takes and slow burns get, get out of here <laughs> last question <laughs> uh my i don't know second favorite rookie after ben barch maybe so with Josh Oliver going down, I feel like Tyler Davis has a pretty good chance now of lashing onto the roster. Uh, and I've seen some tweets from some different people on the field that have given him the nickname Baby Gronk with some of his plays. Oh, JB already says kind of no. I won't name the people no, I've said that on Twitter. I, I've seen it. <laughs> do you think that nickname is warranted? And do you think it could still be a nickname by the end of the year? Or is that just all training camp smoke? Um, I, I like his size. You know, um, I'll be honest with you. I haven't watched enough of those reps when they're on the field, when it's that far down on 11 on 11 to, <laughs> to really give you a full accurate description of what Tyler Davis has done. But I have seen moments of him where he's been able to make some plays. He's, he's big guy, 6'4", 254. So you, it's not like he's some scrawny little rookie coming in with a bunch of big tight ends in this, you know, that have been around the league forever. He fits right in, at least looking at him, walking off the bus, at least. Um, but they like him. They like they, they feel like he can run better than he got credit for, I think, in college. And, you know, he was under the radar at UConn most of his career. And then in Georgia Tech, they were in a transitional offense coming off the, the triple option and all that. So they didn't really use him last year like, you know, they didn't have a lot of yardage and all that. They were still trying to figure out how to use a tight end. They, they didn't have any for 15 <laughs> years before that. They're literally, they didn't have – they had like one 15 years. Sounds like the Jags time. a little bit. So, I think that was um, – that's a that's – a, if, if this guy works out, that's a real scouting win for this organization, right? Because you went and looked at tape from UConn. You probably had a Northeast scout you'll see in there. And then you had – your Southeast scout covering tech, see this guy run maybe at practice or 
you know, in a game situation that is not, you know, in the, in the stat sheet and you kind of take a flyer on him in the, the late round of the draft. And I think so far, so good, you know, for him, it's going to be special teams. Can he contribute? Yeah. Uh, and really in most of the, the core four special teams, he's got to be a contributor there to, to be on this roster. And if not, Hey, the same, same idea, you know, kind of comes across. He could be a practice squad type because mm-hmm. I, they like him enough, I think, to, to keep him around in some capacity. He did have the best uh, post-draft interview when he was, like, yeah. on the phone with Caldwell. That was – the criers always get me. Uh, you know, really mm-hmm. you know what it means to him. It's that he, under- yeah. he totally gets it. And just hearing him on a press conference, you know, a couple times, it's – you know, he's, he, he understands the scope of what's going on. Mm-hmm. And, it, it kind of feels like it's not too big for him either, you know, which is good. Especially as like a seventh that, round guy. Yeah. Right. I mean, and some of those guys are like, Oh, the lights are big and you know, what do I do here? But we'll see when the, you know, if he's out there when the games are going on, that might that could change a lot of guys. And that's one of the, one of the things you don't like about this you know, training camp. There's no preseason games. Some of those guys, you turn on the lights, they turn into a different player, good or bad. You don't get to see that at all this year. You only get to see them in practice. So which one is a guy like this? You know, um, when the NFL lights come on and it's week one and you're the Indianapolis Colts across the field from you and Darius Leonard's trying to track you down, um, you, you might have a different response than you would on the practice field. Definitely. For sure. I would say my last big thing, JP, with all the training camp stuff going on, um, I've heard it from a couple of different people. Specifically, I heard Hayes was on Jaguars today, like yesterday with Dempsey. And he was saying this is the easiest training camp he's ever seen. What do you think? Like, you know, because 2017, Doug Rohn came in. And from all accounts, it was like one of the hardest training camps that they ever had. And, you know, it seemed to pay off because we went to the AFC Championship game. And since then, 2018 and 2019, it kind of seems like Doug Marone's been taking a little bit easier. Last preseason, how Foles, you know, barely did, you know, he played like three uh, series in the fourth preseason game. Like, he's really been wanting to keep him healthy. Like, what do you kind of think about this training camp? Does it look like it's been, you know, I don't know. I don't want to call it easy because it's not easy. It's still football. And, but does it look like they're going to be ready week one with the kind of approach that you're seeing out there? I will say we asked Doug Marone about this on the Doug Marone show on the Jaguars radio network, five o'clock on Thursdays <laughs> on the Jaguars radio network. Anyway, so we asked him about that because there were 14 padded practices, right? Um, and that's it. But really there were 11 full time padded practices because the first three are ramp up times. The first one was only allowed to be 90 minutes. Okay. And then they expand the next day and then they kind of stretch it out. So we're at the point now where it's, uh, I've lost track of how many are left in training <laughs> camp, but, um, but there's only a limited amount of time. But there have been some changes already, especially on the defensive line for this team. So I think they're taking the approach, and I think we're going to take this approach anyway of we have some guys that have some, maybe have some, not chronic issues, but issues that could pop up as the season goes along. Let's try not to beat the hell out of these guys now. Um, let's let them get a day here, a day there inside where they're still doing work. I'm still curious exactly what that work is inside, but it sounds like they're getting a full workout of sorts inside done, pushing, pulling, lifting weight room. And they have the tracking monitors so they can track or wherever they are now on the wrist or whatever. 
they can track how much output they're, they're basically doing. So as long as it's close to or equal to what they're doing on the field, then they feel like at least physically they're getting something done inside. Now, the argument I would have is that it's a new offense. I mean, you, you kind of want to be on the practice field as much as you can in training camp to get that offense going and get it in. And, you know, Gardner Minshew was one of those guys that was off, out the other yeah, day, right? He was, was off to the side, which is interesting to me. So, you know, is he with all the offseason work and maybe that he did on his own or, or what he's done in camp so far, does he need a day of rest? Okay, sure. But does he need to be in this offense and on the field with the receivers and the, and the tight ends that have changed already? Um, that's another argument too. So is it the easiest camp ever? I don't know. Hayes can <laughs> say what he wants to say. I mean, that's, that's fine. But I think there is, there's, they'll tell you there's science behind what they're doing and their approach so far to keeping some guys. Up. So uh, JP with the, the training camp this year, obviously it's, it's paced out a little bit differently. And if people are saying it's easier, I'm thinking because, your, your routine probably is all thrown off because normally you're preparing for preseason games every week while you're in training camp. Yeah. You know, does that, on a player standpoint, do you think that would, it's a little bit, they can get into the details a little bit more because they're not worrying about having to, having to quote unquote play a game during the week or, or are they retaining a lot more information? Does it give them more time to work on techniques or study film? Do you think that's advantageous to a, to a player and a coaching staff? Well, I'll say this. I think the the whole dynamic is totally different. This whole off season, every, everything is different. Even sure. the meetings, even the meetings right now, most of them are virtual, right? Even in training camp. So it's not like you have all 80 guys in a room when the coach is talking. You don't have all the defense in a room when Todd Wash is talking. You don't have any of that, right? That that even during training camp is not happening right now. So that whole thing is is changed. Now, the week-to-week buildup in training camp for preseason games, the first week, you know, you're not really game planning, right, the first couple of weeks. And then you, you put together a plan of sorts for the dress rehearsal game in week three, and then you throw the young guys out there in, in week four, right? That's normally how it works. And you rest a bunch of guys and get ready for opening day. Well, practice – you know, to the point I was making earlier, right, there's a little more work inside now, you know, that Doug Marone has had these maintenance days and all that. But the practices themselves, there's been live tackling to the ground in some of these drills. It's not like they're, you know, on a normal training camp, you will rarely see 11 on 11, middle of the field, Miles Jack tackling Leonard Fournette. Like that happened the other day, you know, because that was part of the drill they were doing live and, you know, you're not trying to hurt the other guy, but you do have to tackle and do some things. Um, now, goal line is always live. I haven't seen any of that yet in training camp, at least through Tuesday. So uh, at some point that will come. So I think the practices themselves are just a little uh, little more maybe intense because they have to get some of this stuff in because they don't have games against other teams. Um, all the work and the, and the stuff off to the side, I think is the same that it has been the whole off season. It's, it's virtual and all that. So I hope that answered your question, but I, I yeah, think that's, for sure. I think that's the difference of the, when they're actually all out there in pads and not getting maintenance, 
um, they have to turn the intensity up just a little bit. You know, it's not like they're trying to bash heads and do all that stuff all the time. But there's a period here, well, a period they there the where they have to go out as well. Yeah, that, right. Sure. You got to go. You got to take a guy down on the ground. This is kind of yeah, exactly. So you feel like a football player, right? Yeah. Uh, I have a question. Uh, I guess this is more of a prediction. Who on the roster takes that sort of DJ Chark like surprise leap? Who's the guy no one's talking about that this season they will be? Wow, that's a good one. That's a really good one. You know, I don't know if – I'm curious what – and this is that's – a, that's a really tough one. That's a good question. What's I don't know – I mean, there's no wrong answer. <laughs> right. So, I'm trying to think through the offensive names that could be candidates for that first off. And there aren't a lot, in my opinion, that – you know, were rookies and then didn't have it and maybe a, a second year breakout. But the, the one that really pops in my head right now is Trey Herndon, a cornerback on the defensive side. And I know he started a bunch last year because, you know, Jalen Ramsey was sent packing, but, you know, he wasn't a household name. Now he's still not a household name. He's an undrafted player. It's his third year in the league, by the way. It's not like he's a second year guy. But it sounds like he's going to be a starting outside corner for this team. And can he handle that? I think he can. He has the personality and the, the head on his shoulders, I think, to be able to handle the spotlight. Um, but he's a guy I think you could see maybe repeat what he did at the, the end of last season where he was playing very well for this team in moments. And can he build that out to a full season? I, that's the first name that popped in my head was Trey Herndon, to be honest with you. I knew I liked JP. I, I talk about him probably every episode. Trey Herndon is Sean's boy, boy with an eye. I, I sleep on Trey Herndon all day, but now that, <laughs> you, now that you've brought him up, is, I may have to reevaluate. Who, yeah. who takes the number one guy, though? Or is it? are they going to do more zone? Would it be, um, I'm yeah. assuming C.J. Henderson is, would have the number one receiver. That's one of those that I think it's a week-to-week deal, man. I mean, we, you know, we've seen a little bit of Henderson so far, and he can do a lot of good things. But is he going to go out there and follow the top receiver on the other team every single week? I don't know if he's that yet. I mean, it's his first year in. So I would be surprised if that were the case. I, you just don't know. It's too early in camp, man. I mean, I think that's a week-to-week struggle, and you'll figure out who the opponent is, the matchups and everything, and then – I, I, that'll be a they'll change it every week i think so okay i got one more tough one for you who is our surprising camp casualty cut who is the surprising name you wouldn't expect that's going to get cut oh my goodness you're putting me on the spot <laughs> well, not an easy podcast <laughs> so yeah that, this was not on the brochure when i was gonna come on here <laughs> <laughs> I'm going through the roster here. Let's see. Surprise. I hope it's not Avery Jones. <laughs> I don't think it's – well, no. the, have you seen what happened to the defensive line yeah. the last two weeks? Yeah. Avery will be just fine. Later. Thank you. Avery Jones will be here for minimum another decade. That means yeah. it's just – He's going to be like all... Brad Meester. He's yeah. Like yeah. Just without the kids. Mr. Jones. I don't know. <laughs> then Brad Meester. Whoever it is, whoever it is is guaranteed to get picked up by the eventual Super Bowl winner. So I'm going to tell you, you guys are putting me on the spot here. This is a tough one. Surprising camp cut. Don't steal my answer. 
Who's your aunt? Uh, Dee Dee from earlier. You know, <laughs> it's funny because I was thinking something along those lines because he, he is week to week right now in camp with the little shoulder thing. Um, if some of these other guys all of a sudden the next week or so come out here and really, really perform, now they'd have to really perform, then that could be a name that, that pops out for me. But I think all the other ones are fairly, you know, I think the offensive line, they love those guys. They've been talking them up all camp. You know, the tight ends are already kind of, I think, figured out for the most part. You know, defensive line, would there be anything surprising there? I don't think so. Um, yeah, that's probably a good start. I mean, but I, I, I still think that's a long shot. It's not a hot take worthy shot. No. Oh, cool. No, that Dee Dee's cool going to get cut and signed by the Packers and be Aaron Rodgers, you know, second guy. <laughs> and oh, get yeah. a ring. <laughs> Alan, like uh, Alan Lazard. No, I was about to say, exactly. hasn't that already happened? Exactly. All the time it happens. They're just going to scoop up our scraps. I say the one big thing Dee has in his favor is it's his contract year. So, you know, if there's ever the year to show out, that's, that's the year. True. That's why Cam Robinson and Fournette are going to just explode this year. Uh, Cam has been looking good, by the way. We're, oh, we're kind of jumping all over the place. That's good to hear. On Tuesday, uh, the day we were recording this, he had a one-on-one. They had pass rush stuff, O-line, D-line. And he went up first rep, him and, and Josh Allen stoned him twice. Not even mm. a – Josh couldn't get out of anything. Uh, so, I think it's pretty evident that they had confidence in him but it's also evident that he's taken it to heart and worked his tail off this off season. He's in a little bit of better shape. He's never had a, a great body. You know, he's not like, you know, <laughs> a Greek God walking out there. Right. But he's a big guy. He's a large human being, but he's trimmed up a little bit. I think it looks like to me probably got in the weight room a little bit more too and worked on his technique, man. Like you can't, you can't fault the guy for giving it a go and, you know, he's healthy now, which helps this camp, and he's got a whole different mentality about him, which is good. We saw that on Tuesday. I, you know, we've seen it a little bit in camp, but Tuesday was one, okay, well, he's he's shutting guys down now like when Josh did, Allen. Nice. When did he – he tore his ACL, what, two seasons ago? Yeah. I would say. Yeah, week I've two of 2018. That. I've had the ACL surgery. It takes you about two years until you actually trust your knee again. Right? Well, you, you may be healthy enough to play, but yeah. you don't actually feel confident in your body until at least – about two years after the surgery, at least in my experience. Well, you got to remember last year too, he wasn't even cleared until to, to practice until probably around this point of camp. And then he had an issue with the other leg trying to uh, maybe overcompensate. Right. So it wasn't the left knee that held him out of the first two games last year. It was his right leg. I forget exactly where on the leg it was, but, um, so that was all going on. And then he said the other, other week in the press conference that you know, he didn't really feel fully confident and right on that left leg, uh, the one that was torn, until you know four or five weeks to go in the season. So that's a long way in. That's the last month of the season. So mm-hmm. it takes some time, man. And, and then he, now he has a whole offseason healthy to get right and get ready for camp. This is, this is where we'll see Cam Robinson at his best. Mm. I love it. My man's Tough serving so. up some breakfast pancakes, and I love to see it. Hell yeah. All right. With uh, the, uh, the uh, rash of players opting out and suspensions on our, our D-line, I was wondering if, if we are 
looking at depth to sign along that D line, how is that going to be affected without seeing the on the field footage, the film from the preseason games for scouting the other players when it comes to signing them off the waiver wire, when cuts come around, how are we doing that? Yeah, that's a great question. And a little another plug, we're going to have uh, Dave Caldwell on the Doug Marone show this coming Thursday night. So we'll ask him something like that, but I'm going to think it goes something like this. You know, if it's a veteran guy, then you've seen tape of him in the league already. So you mm-hmm. have old tape of you can just, you know who he is, right? If you're a rookie, if it's a rookie, then you're having to lean on that college stuff, you know, you, and you're, you're probably going and scouting media reports, everything you can to see what's being said about certain players that may not have NFL tape because that's all you have to show. Right. I mean, so don't, don't think that uh, scouting staffs don't do that. They absolutely do that. They're they've got burner accounts on Twitter and they do it. Every, it, it happens. Every single team in the oh, yeah. has that. It's not, a joke. It is a real thing. So hmm. they will have a, a vibe at least of how a lot of these guys have done in camp. Now they still haven't seen it. If you're, if you're going out and signing in that guy, you're still rolling the dice a little bit, but it, like to, the basic point is though, if it's a veteran guy, you know, pretty much what he is already. And if it's a rookie guy, you're kind of rolling the dice a little bit. That's just how it is this year. Yeah. I was just interested to see like, we're going to wait till cuts come around to try to add to the spots that might be empty on our D line. And who's it going to be? I mean, if it's going to be a veteran, you know, the veterans being cut by another team, we'll see who we're picking up. You know, I, we picked up Timmy Jernigan, like you said, he has the, he has the tape. We can look at that, but you know, these new players coming around, um, you know, selling it, you don't have to sell it to the fans, but from our standpoint, we're like, it's going to be a name that's filling in, you know, who, we need the confidence. Behind. Guys, exactly. Right? Yeah. Yeah, but every exactly. team in the leagues is dealing with that too. It's not just sure. here. I mean, it's all 32 teams are you know, kind of in the dark a little bit on some of these guys and, and how they've performed at least in camp. They're not, they know who everybody is, but they just don't know how they've performed as of late. If you haven't seen tape of them, especially the rookies. Yeah. yeah. I am excited for Timmy Jernigan. I feel like 2017 Marcel Darius was kind of like he came in halfway through the year really help the run defense and all that. It feels like Timmy Jernigan could kind of be that, except for we get him for the whole season. Cause you know, obviously I only get to see limited stuff on the videos on Twitter, but he's looked like he's just been bringing the thunder every day, especially energy wise. Like our defense, like when we got Ramsey, he was the energy guy. Like he seems like he's going to be the guy that's going to kind of keep our defense rolling. I'll caution you on this part. I, I've, <laughs> I've, I've watched the one video conference with Timmy Jernigan. It was his first day in training camp and he didn't finish the practice because it was the first day in pads. It was his first day on the field and he was really struggling with the heat and everything. Right. So he came off the field and said some good things and all that. But since that day, he has shown some really, really good performances on the field, which is good to see. Now that said, Marcel (laughs) Darius is a different athlete altogether right and yes he is an athlete for as big as he is (laughs) marcel could throw guys around like i haven't seen in this league and i've I've only been around here eight years not like i've been around forever but um that that guy was different and when you had he was a top five pick wasn't he well yeah Yeah. and and when he was that pick remember he was 
three, basically a three technique. He was rushing sure. the quarterback. From he, the was the, he was he was Malik yeah. Jackson, right? And then he changed over the years and became basically a true nose. So he's he's holding two guys. I mean, it's that was a different kind of grown man than you normally see in the league. So I'm not going to compare Jernigan and Marcel Darius because I think they're two different type of guys. Now, Jernigan can help this run defense, I think. You know, he said he'll do anything he can. He'll be a run <laughs> stuffer, which is what they need from him, I think. And, you know, if he needs to get to the quarterback and try to get upfield, he's done some of that at least in the one-on-one so far too. So, but I, I'm not – I just – in my right mind, I can't compare <laughs> those two guys because I, I've – just seeing yeah. Darius oh, yeah. at his best, it's like, whoa, this you guy's different. Uh, he's still on the street right now, Darius. Do I don't think. I think it's. I think that ship has sailed. Yeah, he looks. <laughs> according to social media, the Jaguars. His tenure with the Jaguars. Yeah, with the Jags. I don't think. I don't think they'll come back. Yeah, it looks like on social media, he's just living the like L.A. Jets, you know, lifestyle. He just. You know how much money that man has made. Oh, I know. Career? Like, if you're, I mean, because he had his his surgery, so he's probably still rehabbing some. So it's like. Try to rush back to football shape, this live your life in LA and off, private jets. Yeah, he can afford to take this year off. <laughs> yeah. for sure. If you're going to take a season off, this is a good one to pay. Yeah. He can uh, get in one of his 40 cars or whatever he has. And, <laughs> sure. Yeah. He has a Brinks truck. He does. It's <laughs> incredible, too. Uh, I wish I could have seen it live. <laughs> it's got, it's got <laughs> televisions in the back of it, couches, and the whole deal. It is incredible it really is as far as jags <laughs> brink stories goes that's much better than than ramsey's one so, yeah. yeah big fan of that so. all right uh jp do you think is there any like big breaking news training camp that you think you want to like you know that you have on your head that you want to tell us about why would or, i tell you guys i have you know three podcasts yeah, right. a week. Hey, like, i'm, I'm trying to get three radio shows i got the jaguars report on the network every day it's two minutes long i got i mean now i'm gonna break news on here I mean, hey you, yeah, can't, right. you can't blame me for trying and 11 people will hear it at most if that makes sense. you don't hey. want to see quote unquote by jp shadrick and then source God hates Jags. Yeah, that <laughs> we're gonna be the. Then leader. I might be a permanent member with you. Yeah, yeah exactly. You're all. Hey, what kidding, is this? Of course. I'm kidding, of course. But no, I. Yeah, you know, I don't have anything you know, breaking right now. There's not. You know, we got another week until. Now we'll say they're gonna have a scrimmage in the stadium Saturday. Yeah, and JP, um, if you can do anything to get that streamed live. We won't hate you. Well, I've seen Seattle say, do it, Cleveland do it. I will say there will be pieces of that that you might be able to see. And Ooh, I don't news. think it's going to be breaking the news. scrimmage part. It will not be the scrimmage part. Uh, there will be other things, and you'll be able to see. Fireworks. Stadium. Yes, the, uh, the <laughs> cat call or whatever <laughs> it's called. Yeah. So – uh, that's um, that's going to happen Saturday. More details to follow, but we'll have a little something for you. Nice. Oh, awesome. you heard it here, folks. <laughs> Breaking right. uh, scoop. When uh, we got we've got a game we'd like you to play, but we can. I got one more question. Unless anyone else has any other questions, I'm ready for some games. Uh, very brief question. What is the Jaguars' record at the end of the season, and then we'll move into the game. Oh man. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> is this part of the game or is this the game's next no this is real life uh, i think it's um 
Well, how do you, I don't, who knows, right? I mean, you can give me your best case, worst case. Best case for me is 500, right? Eight and eight. I think that's a, they won six games last year, right? And they changed everybody after that. So to win two more games than that is really good progress, in my opinion. You know, after losing the names you lost on defense last year from the end of the season to now, and you got a new middle linebacker, the defensive line is big question mark right now, except on the outside. They like those guys. Um, the corners are young. You know, one of them hasn't played in the league yet. That's a lot of question marks on defense for me, <laughs> for all of us. And then on offense, you don't know what the heck this thing's going to look like, right? I mean, you get a second-year quarterback who does all the right things, who has a great attitude about him. Um, but it's a, an offense. It's another offense for him, you know? And there's, you know, so eight, I think for me, if you're asking me right now, the best cases in a really good season would be a 500 record where you're fighting for a wild card and kind of in that hunt. I don't think they roll off 10, 11 wins this year. I just don't see that happening because, for God's sake, look at the rest of the division. Right? I mean, yeah. They, they all have certain things that they can hang their hat on. And I'm not sure exactly what this team hangs their hat on right now because we haven't seen a lot of this team yet. Soon yeah. we're going to be hanging that hat on fantasy football first-round pick Gardner Minshew. <laughs> Obviously, with the Bud Light beer, I'm going to try to win that. So hopefully that's going to be coming my way that's, soon. That's huge for Gardner Minshew. I mean, it, if, it, if it has any uh, – if it takes off for his brand to be associated oh, yeah. with Bud Light, I mean, it's huge for him. And then, you know, for it being linked to the Jags is even better, I think. I'm all I need for more it. incentive than a case of beer to tank my Yeah, I'm like, I, I'll, I'll <laughs> I mean, not take it just so I don't have to drink overall, Bud Light. You want me to take Gardner Minshew in the first round for a case of beer? It's not- just yeah. social media and trending and all that. <laughs> sure, but, yeah. But, but JP, to go back to your, your 500, if we go 8-8, eight and eight, I feel like one of the biggest things that – I, almost no one has been talking about in the NFL is that it has gone to like, you know, the playoff seeds are bigger. So like an eight and eight team could pretty easily get into the playoffs this right. year. So if we can get to that eight and eight, like playoffs should be pretty relevant come December. I just like, so Fun for you us. ask me wins and losses, right? I, I just go back to how damn hard it is to win 10 games in this league, or at least for this team, right? the only time they've won 10 games since I've been here and since uh, it was 2017 yeah. and how good was that defense, <laughs> right? They had to fight and claw and get hot in the middle of the season and lead the league in rushing and lead the league in takeaways and all this other defensive stats to, to win 10 Blake Bortles um, and Blake Bortles played out of his mind in December. He threw by the two way. picks in the last two minutes of the Chargers game, and we somehow won. Like won the it's game. like a miracle we got to ten wins. Like that, how does that even happen? Kind of a ten win. We had a game. backup long snapper. Yeah, long snapper got hurt yeah, in the game. They so. somehow won the game. So that that that's what it takes. I mean, it's hard, you know. Some of these teams make it look easy. Like New England has made it look easy for seventeen years, winning ten a year, right? That's a one-off. That's a weird mm-hmm. one. Kansas City feels like they could do that for the next 10, right? Okay, cool. Um, it's tough, man. Like, 10 is really hard. And it shouldn't be, you think. <laughs> but it really is. Like, it's, it's, it's tough to, to be consistently 
good. And, and people really do sleep on the AFC South. I mean, it's a really strong division. Right. I've had the wild card team the last yeah. couple of years, right? With Tennessee. Right. So it's not like they just Tennessee getting the champion the in. Championship. Right. Yeah, it's not like they're getting – yeah, you're right. They, they've been in the AFC championship game. So it's not like you're getting the champion in at seven and nine, you know, like the Seahawks that one year. Uh, yeah. In the division. That, that's not happening here. Nah. There's some good football being played in the South. Yeah. All right. So, Mr. J.P. Stradrick here with us, giving us some, some inside nuggets of training camp 2020. Uh, uh, inside nuggets. Uh, you let me hype it up. Uh, <laughs> that's all we got. <laughs> uh, inside. Uh, we're going inside the yeah. Jaguars. We found your opinion. I don't care yeah, what – Oh, yeah. So, John, uh, JP, I almost called you John Osher because I was going to talk oh, about him. First. It's not the first time that's <laughs> happened, by the way. That has happened out and about occasionally. And that's whatever. I've been called worse. Yeah. Yes. Um, all right. So, we've created a little game here. I'm going to explain the rules. To get, well, the title of the game should pretty much explain it. It's called Jaguars Draft Pick or Reality TV Star. And what I do is give each of you a name. You have to tell me whether that was someone who was drafted by the Jaguars or is a reality TV star. Mm. It's harder than it sounds. You have to tell me the position. If you think it's a reality TV star, you tell me the show. If you get both correct, that's two points. If you get just the one correct, one point. Person with the most points at the end of the game wins. And as always, they win another beer. Everybody got Well, I unfortunately will probably quit drinking because um, I am terrible. I don't watch television. So, uh, neither do we. Oh, thank God. I don't have the, I don't have the shot, when we were like, TV. When we were like, I wonder if JP wants to do this with us. We are like, what Like, what if he's like the most, you know, expert on reality television? Yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, that's Big Brother season 13. I'll make it up. It'll sound great, but I'll be Well, in all fairness, off. to call them a reality TV star is a reach in the first yeah, place. Now, if you want me to drop, you know, like mid-90s real world names, I could probably do it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It could be anyone. Kyle Brandt, man. Kyle Brandt may be one of the answers who knows. <laughs> Okay. Um, I mean, you got a 50-50 shot, pretty much, of guessing. <laughs> so are we competing against each other, or do we each get a question? It's uh, kind of like whose line is it anyway style. <laughs> I think we're going to do uh, We're gonna do everybody Everybody picks one. Yeah, right. What are the rules? Like, explain the rules. It's a game. We're trying to win. It's. I thought it just explained the rules. Okay. <laughs> uh, eventually, we're going to get to the point where we would have little, like, boards, you know, like dry erase boards, so we can all put our answer up at the same time. So we can't just copy each other, but we haven't got there yet in the uh, the podcast quality. Good idea. Well, so more is kind of a just truly answer from your heart, and not try to like, you know, block somebody else's answer out, kind of a thing. It was like the, you'll you'll pick up on it. Answer from the heart. One isn't that like the, um, the the Japanese authorities said at the roller coaster during COVID? Just yell through your heart. Don't yeah. be screaming on the roller coaster. Right? Yell through your heart. They said that's, that. They, they did a video of them not yelling on a roller coaster. Do, do this thing. Right. Oh, yeah. That's how I watch Jags games. I, I just yell through the heart. Right. Yeah. Um, first of all, shout out to the lovely Jamie for helping me find the reality TV stars for this edition. Okay. The very first name is reality TV star or Jaguars draft pick. The name is John Hesse. John, 
Hesse. John Hesse. Is this an open book test? Because <laughs> yeah, no, no cheating. No? Yeah, no googling. No. <laughs> it's from all time, right? So yeah, this could be anywhere in history. John Hesse is the name. Uh, I'm going. Uh, whoever wants to go first. I'll go first. draft pick ninety-seven defensive tackle. I have no idea. Hesse. Yeah, I'll no. say I'll say draft pick uh, punter. Sean. John Hesse sounds like he was on, like, he sounds like he was a guest on Cash Cab and he won, <laughs> like, 200 bucks in the Cash Cab with Mike O'Malley. So you're going reality TV star Cash Cab. <laughs> sure. Okay. Well, Sean is incorrect. Damn. John Hesse is a seventh-round pick in the 1997 draft. What? Oh! However, he was a linebacker out of Nebraska. Damn. Played five games for the St. Louis Rams and recorded no stats. But I'm going to go ahead and give (laughs) JP two points, Patrick one point, Sean zero points. All right, you guys have to be in charge. Pretty spot on, JP. I was dumb luck is what it was. JP, are you you sure you aren't in Jacksonville in the 90s? (laughs) I was not. No. All right, he's got some points. All right, what's next, Shimmer? Okay. Next pick, uh, or the next name in Jaguars draft pick or reality TV star, Tyler Adams. Tyler Adams. I'm going to say Tyler Adams was on a reality TV show. I'm going to say he was on a... A, a bachelor or a ba- bachelorette type of show. I'm going to say reality star because why would you put two draft picks back to pack? You need to do a different uh, <laughs> guy. And I think it's going to be like, you know, real world San Francisco. <laughs> Is there definitely a San Francisco one? There was back in the 90s. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I don't think uh, world anymore. <laughs> I'm going to go – Shimmer's a bit of a wild card. I'm going to go draft pick – what was the name again? Tyler Adams. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's 100% a, uh, a linebacker from uh, the 2000 draft. And Tyler Adams, once again, Sean is incorrect. Tyler Adams oh. is a reality TV star. However, he was – the season 26 winner of the amazing race, mm. Tyler Adams. Damn, there's 26 <laughs> seasons of that show? Uh, apparently. <laughs> How many times have they gone around the what? globe? 26. No, I have no idea. I would assume more, more than that. Okay. By the way, it's funny you mentioned the amazing race because Marcus Pollard was on the amazing race with his <laughs> wife who is now the uh, director of player development for the Jaguars. And I don't know which oh, season yeah. they were on, though. Oh, they probably cool. lost to this but guy. That could have been a good trick question. <laughs> yeah. I'll find it. Let's see. Marcus Pollard was drafted by the Colts. So 20, it was 2011. Okay. It doesn't say what season 2011 Amazing Race is, but there you go. There's tying it all together for you. That's what we, we, have a, we have a segment we Love call it. Unanswered Questions, where we listen and figure out the stuff we didn't know at the time and answer it at the beginning of the next episode. So... Marcus Pollard's <laughs> uh, Marcus Pollard. race career will be on next week. Write that uh, down. 
So the current standings are JP with three, Patrick with two, and Sean bringing up the rear with zero points. Let's go. Let's go. Ready. Big comeback. Big comeback. Reality TV star, Brandon David. Brandon David. That is one just boring generic name. Two first names. Yeah. Two first names. He's definitely a football player. I definitely sounds like football. So is it a trick question? I'm saying it's a trick question. I'm going. I'm going reality star. I'm gonna say uh, American Idol. I'm gonna say he was like one of those guys in the first couple of episodes that are all like the really bad singers. I'm gonna say he was one of the bad singers. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say Brandon David, Jaguars draft pick. Sounds like a uh, sounds like a guard from Tennessee Tech. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. This seems yeah. to me like a like a late round defensive back that maybe didn't make the team from a small school. Like probably in, you know, like the like two thousand eight, nine, ten era, somewhere in that ballpark. So I'll say twenty ten um, defensive back, Jags draft pick. Okay, Brandon David is a reality TV star oh, <laughs> on season eight of Are You the One? MTV's Are You the One? <laughs> I have no the hell is that? I've is never that a, heard of that. Is that a dating show? Uh, yes. I know so. Next. I know <laughs> Room Finders. <laughs> I don't know that one. That will give hmm. uh, Sean his very first point. I'm on the board. That's all you need. Just give me a chance, coach. So they don't make the real world anymore, but they make Are You the One? Is that what you're telling me? Yes, that is what I'm telling you. All right. Just wanted to clear that up. (laughs) All right. Round four. We got JP in the lead with three points, Patrick with two, and Sean with one. Jaguars draft pick or reality TV star Ryan Christofferson. Ryan Christofferson. I had an infielder with the Suns named Ryan Klosterman but that has nothing to do with this. It's pretty damn close. Was he ever on a reality show? That you no. <laughs> no. He wasn't on Are You the One? What's his name again? Christofferson? Ryan Christofferson. Yeah, give me um, – yeah, I'm going Jags draft pick. I, I have to name the, the year and the position. Is that right? Uh, do what you want, JP. I'm not. I'm not. I think it's a jazz draft pick. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Keep it vague. You can pick a position. <laughs> Give me um, running back. Ryan Christofferson sounds like a keyboard player in an indie band, <laughs> but I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Jaguars draft pick. Uh, I'm gonna stick with the offensive line. Christofferson. Any relation to like Stars Born Christofferson? Uh, could be his son, might have broken into the entertainment business. Nah, it's definitely going to be Jags draft pick, 1998, from the U, <laughs> and he's a running back. Okay. Wait, that's the year we drafted Fred Taylor. Shit, that was a really bad guess. I shouldn't have. That was it's a terrible guess. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just making some stuff up. Uh... Well, I spilled a little beer on the phone, so we got to get back to the answer. All right. <laughs> Ryan Christofferson 
is a Jaguars draft pick and a running back. What? Who was drafted in the fifth round of the Jaguars' inaugural draft Ooh. in 1995 Ooh. out of Wyoming. He played in 19 games, allegedly, recording 16 <laughs> yards and one touchdown. Hey. Ryan Christofferson. So that would be two more points for JP, making it, giving him a grand total of five. Two points for Sean, giving him three. And one point for Patrick, also giving him three. My boy. Right, two more rounds. Two more? Got it. Two more rounds. I think this Ryan Christopherson guy has the best stats out of any player that you've ever just thrown out there at him. <laughs> yeah. Bad stats. He actually just, has a touchdown. He got a touchdown. He yeah. That's pretty that's, big. That's impressive. We're moving up there on this game. All right, two more. Let's, let's go. Come on, guys. Two more. You ready? Yeah. Jaguars draft pick or reality TV star Shamari Fears. Shamari Fears. Oh, this is definitely – this has to be a reality star. And I'm going to say on, like, Real Housewives of Atlanta. Was it? I think Mercedes Lewis was on that, wasn't he? I don't know. So put it in the vault of, of questions for next episode. Yeah, I'm going to say reality TV star, uh, So You Think You Can Dance. Uh, yeah, I like this reality TV star, but I definitely, I think it's like a 90s. Why we need a board. Everybody's just Yeah, I know. Else. <laughs> one day. Uh, 90s, but he was like a, what was it? Like one of those like dating game shows on MTV. That's one of those guys. You are the one. No, it's not you are the one. More 90s. <laughs> I'm going to have to question JP's statement about not watching television because Shamari no way. is a real housewife. No way. Of Atlanta. No way. Exactly. And a woman. Shamari. Are you serious? <laughs> This is, the, this is the best anybody's ever done on this. I've never – that's a, a perfect – so It is 100% the a guess. I'm 110%. 110%. How would I, I ever know I swear I don't watch that. I don't know. Maybe you uh, – I had a lady friend who made you I, watch it. <laughs> how would I ever want to watch that? That's you incredible. Due to, due to that answer, I'm giving you an additional point. I'm going to put your total at eight. That's three points for that answer. <laughs> wow. Um, you both get an additional point for four. We've got one left. I don't think anyone That's can incredible. catch JP at this point based on that one. JP's like, never – you're never invited back on. One dollar, Bob. <laughs> running away with this game. <laughs> yeah. Destroyed you. I've never seen more of a perfect answer than Jaguars traffic or TV stuff. The tagline for this I had show no idea. JP – loves a real housewife of atlanta there's like 17 real housewives i was gonna guess beverly hills but i'm like oh we're close to atlanta atlanta i, I is... guess i guess there is one yeah i am i am very impressed okay all right <laughs> it's, it's not real housewives of saint nicholas i'll say that <laughs> that going on wow. um all right the last name in jaguar's draft pick or reality tv star kevin landolt Kevin Landolt. I'll let you gentlemen please try because I've already won. <laughs> yeah, because you don't need to do anything. Good. I'll, it... be, I'll, I'll be here. Wait. <laughs> I don't even care. This, this is one completely. AP Demo, he's a football player. 
he plays the position. <laughs> I don't, whatever. It doesn't matter. Football it. player. Do it. Play, you play so, the game to win. All right. Are we saying Kevin or Tevin? Kevin. Oh, like it matters. Yeah. I'm just Pam making sure I have Pan. the right. Pan. Yeah. Or Pan. I'm making sure I'm thinking of the right guy. Football uh, safety uh, 2001. What was that? Football safety 2001. Okay. Uh, reality TV star uh, America's actually the UK's next top model. <laughs> Those UK models hit differently. Yeah. What's your guess? I don't have one. I've already He's, won. <laughs> Sorry. Well, Taking I a breather. don't have the year written down for some reason, but Kevin Landolt is a Jaguars draft pick, a Damn. defensive tackle, fourth round pick out of West Virginia, played in one game, recording no stats. That's it. Nice. <laughs> it All was right. slaughter. Patrick coming in second with five points, uh, Sean with four, and JP just destroying everyone with uh, eight points. The hey, unexpected breakaway—the unexpected breakaway dunk at the end was the real highs of it. Yeah, that's why it's been. Shamari, you put the Shamari fears in everyone. Just like yeah. yeah, let's. We're all gonna go watch that season now. And we'll Are we? I don't so, think so. No, no well, has. you've already seen it, so you don't have. I have literally <laughs> never seen any episodes <laughs> of any Housewives ever. Show. I, I swear, Mercedes Lewis was on it. I'm gonna you look it up later. Like, JP, I'll tweet you. Boyfriend of one of them, I think. So we'll see. All right. Yeah. Well, JP, congratulations. Thanks. Uh, deserve that beer. Yeah. Appreciate it. I'll enjoy thank, it. Yeah, thank you so much for coming on. Um, oh, that's it? We're done? Well, we're going to wrap it up. We have one last little game we do. We're running out of time on Zoom. Again. Yeah, I know. We can't break this into three. Again, Zoom. yeah. Zoom's going to get pissed at us. Uh, so we always kind of end each uh, podcast with a little guess that jag game. Very simple. I'm gonna. You want to play another game after I just dominated hey, the all three? I know. We'll see. I know. We'll see. We'll I'm see. about to play this one. That was a fluke. Let's you see. You too. Can... You're coming in hot yeah, too. Let's Shimmer's go. coming in on this on. one. All right. I'm gonna give Come you guys three clues, one at a time. Try to take a guess after each one. Yeah. To uh, buzz in, JP, you just have to hit the mute button, and then you can <laughs> shout out your answer. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll definitely get to hear that. All right. So uh, this former Jaguar player. Played his entire career in the AFC South. He was on the Jags from 2010 to 2011. He was on the Colts 2012, Texans 2013, and then back on the Colts for 2014. Jonathan Cyprian. Shimmer, your guess? Um, I'm going to need a, another clue, I think. <laughs> you don't want to take a guess? JP, well, said, any say, guesses? Say it again. The, the ten, so, 10, you said? Yeah, 10 and 11 on the Jags, 12 mm -hmm. Colts, 13 Texans, and then he ended his career back with the Colts in 2014. Oh, it's a wide receiver, and I can't think of his name. Because Cecil was here longer. He didn't play for the Colts, so it's not Cecil. All right. Um, I don't know. Any guesses? All right, everyone's wrong. Patrick, your Cyprian guess is wrong. Yeah. He's on the point. He just got signed to the 49ers, so. Yeah, and he was signed oh, for the 12. Well, yeah. yeah. It All happens right. a lot. Second clue, he has only scored one touchdown his entire career. <laughs> I 
Hmm. You, gotta find those, you gotta find those obscure guys. One time I had uh, Rasheen Mathis, JP, and they guessed it way too easy. So you gotta go a little deeper. So you made quite the impression. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I will say, you'll definitely, the second I say it, you'll be like, oh yeah, I remember that guy. Yeah, probably. All right. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking of a wide receiver, but I can't put a name on him either. All right. Should I move on to the, uh, the last, the last uh, clue here? Yeah. All right. So I'm not going to say, I'm, gonna, I'm going to pronounce this player's entire name to the best of my ability. I apologize to the player. Gonna give uh, it away? Well, I'm not going to say his last name. So I'm just going to say his entire like, first and middle name. This player's name, because he goes by a nickname, Abdul Ghaffar Olatakumba Ayadeji. Oh, Deji Kareem. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, Is that right? Yeah, Mr. Deji that? Kareem. Deji. Wow. Do you remember Deji Kareem, JP? Was that before your time? Or? Uh, that was, let's see. Yeah, I got her in 12, so he wasn't Okay, here. so just a he little was before. Elsewhere. He was yeah. in the division, though. Yeah. yeah. I know of him, but yeah, I don't remember him. I remember uh, his claim to fame is he uh, shared an airplane with my friend Lara once. So that's, that's the biggest highlight I know about him, unfortunately. So. Wow. He really accomplished a lot. Yeah, you know. So, Mr. Deji Kareem. He only scored one touchdown? Apparently only one touchdown. Wow. I get all my facts straight from Wikipedia, so take yeah, it up well, with Wikipedia. Who scored one touchdown? Who Roger scored one touchdown? Christopherson. Yeah, Christopherson. Oh, Ryan Christopherson, <laughs> Jags legend. Who was the better player? Full circle. Oh, uh, yeah. That's how, uh, so, yeah, we're three weeks, uh, three weeks away from real football. So, actually, you know, we kind of started our podcast, JP, just as a way to kind of kill time during COVID. But we actually have real football to talk about soon. So, that's super exciting, guys. That's fired yes, up. We're please. all fired up. Oh, yeah. We're all fired up. Uh, just some, some actual football. I, I don't know if the college game's going to get off the ground this year. So, I, I – pretty darn confident the NFL win will because the last couple of weeks of testing have come back fully negative in the entire league of yeah. players, which is incredible. So, so let's keep that going and <laughs> let's get to opening day and then, you know, let's see how far down the road they can get, but we're going to be kicking off, you know, in, in a few weeks, which is great. I, I, I'll be honest with you. I was, it was a toss up middle of the summer you know, how's this thing, which way is it going to go? But you got to give credit to the players and the personnel staff around the league for really coming in and taking this thing seriously, getting a deal worked out and then executing at least so far what they've all agreed to. So kudos to the league, man. They've done a good job. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, you know, traveling and playing against other teams in different cities is the next big, you know, step. But so far this is about as good as we could have hoped for. So pretty excited with what we got so far. Life is better with football. Ah, uh, yeah. I'm. If it ends up, I'm gonna be. I'm just upset. Like, I just bought a house. I was excited to like have some, you know, a bunch of friends over for the away games and everything, and it's, it's being taken away from me. So yeah, uh, you still gotta be appreciative. We hang out with everybody. Forty minutes at a time. Oh yeah, we'll all be zooming together. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna be doing our fantasy football draft in a couple of days. So next episode, we'll be able to kind of do some fantasy football talk. JP, if you want to come in, if you want to jump in. I'll kick out one of our 10 people in our, in our squad if you want to come play some fantasy with us. But uh, it's always an open-ended invitation. I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll take it under consideration. <laughs> Thanks. Thank Sweet. All right, guys. So uh, thank you guys for tuning in and listening. We'll be back with you soon. JP Shadrick, thank you for 
coming on. It's been an honor to have you as our first guest today. Oh, well, it's good to be with you guys. Appreciate you reaching out to me, man. And, and thanks for being such great Jags fans. And, and don't be offended or scared by the name of the podcast. <laughs> Thank you. These Thank guys, you. You heard these it. guys don't bite. They, <laughs> Thank they you. don't. They, they might think you might think they might, but they're so far they're you know, and they're beatable i i just beat I, all yeah, of them in the, clearly, in the trivia yeah. game so we're, we're yeah. humble we're humble gentlemen here. <laughs> anytime <laughs> no it's, it's great to be with you guys seriously i really uh, appreciate it thank so you thank you sir you don't need me telling you but everyone go check out jp at jags.com jaguars.com i guess to be more official but uh yeah thanks for tuning in guys and we will see you soon have a good one bye